hey, hey, Dan Washville here. Actually dialing in a, a Hacker Public Radio episode. I know it's been a while, but I noticed I had a voice recorder on my phone and figured, what the hell, let's give it a shot, see if this works out. And if you're listening to it, it is working out. Now, I'm not going to continue on with my boot series or my licensing series. That'll be for the new year. I apologize for the delay on there, but real life gets in the way. Uh, but what I am going to briefly talk about is a wonderful utility under Linux for mounting uh, removable media in particular as a non-root user. Now, a lot of distributions these days, like Ubuntu, Fedora, and everything, have auto-mount capabilities, particularly when under GNOME or KDE, and I think even uh, XFCE does this to an extent. But uh, let's say you're in a situation where you don't want to use those heavier window managers. You want to use something, and desktop environments, you want to use something more like Fluxbox or Openbox or any of the other wonderful window managers that are have a very small footprint and lightning quick and just as good as the other ones, I think. Um, one of the capabilities that you'll probably lose is auto-mounting capabilities. So if you plug in your USB mass storage device or pop that CD-ROM in a CD-ROM drive or DVD, uh, it will pop up on your desktop. Um, a lot of those lighter weight district, uh, window managers slash environments don't have a desktop with icons on them either. Um, so how do you get your devices to mount without having to set your FS tab directory up or file up and include all the users and all that information that you want. A very simple, there's an application called T-Mount available for just about every distribution. Slackware users, it's in a SBO package from Chess Griffin, get that. Google search that, I don't know what the hell the link is, I'll include it in the notes I guess. But T-Mount allows you to mount removable storage devices as, as a user and it will automatically create the necessary mount point for you in uh, slash media so that all you need to do is pass the device parameter to p-mount and it will uh, take care of the rest mount it as your user be completely accessible as your user and uh, you'll be happy as a clam now once you get p-mount installed chances are you're going to want to configure it um, and add some extra parameters, and that's what the uh, Etsy slash pmount.allow file is for, uh, particularly setting up what device types can be mounted by standard users. Now, you know, so if you plug in your USB mass storage device, your FireWire device, or whatever, and for some reason you get the error message, uh, can't mount it because it's not a removable storage device, what that generally means is that it can't mount it because it's not technically allowed for you to amount that device, so you will have to go in and add that device to the Etsy slash pmount.allow file. And that's as simple as listing the devices that you want in there um, on a separate line. So you don't have to provide the, the dev and the full pass. So for instance, you could just put in SB, SB1, SB2, SB3, SC, S, SB, I'm sorry, SDB1, S, 
SDB, SDB1, SDB2, SDB3, SDC, SDC1, SDC2, SDC3, and so on. Now, you might be saying, well, why would I want to put SDB as opposed to the partitioner, whatever's on there, like SDB1? Um, Some devices don't have clearly defined partitions, um, particularly VFAT devices. Uh, I have an Insignia media device that mounts right as SDB and uh, no separate partition number. So, uh, you know, just be aware of that. The best way to find out what your device is being recognized as when you plug it in, if you're at all confused, is just do a, a D message. You should see a couple of lines that it recognize a mass storage device uh, and it's waiting for it to settle down, and then it will dump out a device for you in the D message file, and you just P mount that right there. Then, when you're ready to unmount the device, simply run TU mount and the path to the device. Now, remember, unlike the mount command, the general mount command, uh, you cannot provide the mount point and have it mounted. Uh, it will cough at you and say, no, 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 you must provide a device. So, whereas if you had your let's say, floppy device set up under the FSTAP to be mounted by uh, your user account, and you pop a floppy disk in, you can mount that by typing mount uh, slash DEV slash FD0, or you can mount it, let's say you had it set up under the media directory as mount slash media slash floppy. And either one of those commands will use the mount via options in FSTAP to mount the, the device. You cannot do that with P-mount. You always have to use only the device and no other parameters are required. So for P-mount and PU-mount, it's always the device, not the mount point. All right, I uh, hope that's helpful to some people. P-mount is a fantastic utility. And uh, check it out and enjoy and enjoy those lightweight desktop environments and window manager. Open box for the win. Uh, and don't forget about Window Maker. Wonderful. Wonderful window manager. Have a happy bye-bye. And just another note, before you could actually use P-mount as a user, you have to make that user a member of the plug dev group. That's P-L-U-G-D-E-V, which will be created upon the installation of P-mount. And that's as simple as using your distribution's preferred method for managing users and putting them in the groups or just on the command line using uh, user mod uh, with the uh, dash capital G and plug dev as the name of the group and uh, the username, which will modify the user. All right. And, of course, once the user is added to the group, you will have to log out and log back in as that user for the changes to take effect. You should be able to use P-mount then to your heart's content. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.